again, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Now We're Talking. I'm Rob Danish from the University of Waterloo, and this is a podcast about communication skills. And uh, last weekend, I was working with some of my undergraduate students. We did a, um, a little workshop on interpersonal communication. And uh, the thing that got the most attention or that seemed to get the students most interested was... Um, was some information and some conversation about the process of, of making bids in interpersonal relationships. So that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, it seemed to be popular at the workshop, so maybe this is important information that you might find interesting. Uh, so we'll make a bit of a transition away from narrative and from storytelling and from leadership practices. We'll get back to leadership in in the coming episodes. I want to say more about that, but for today we'll talk about interpersonal communication in especially in romantic relationships. Um, so here's um, one of the axioms. When I used to teach interpersonal communication, I don't teach it very much anymore, but when I used to teach it, one of the axioms of communication that I like to emphasize, and we do this in my communication theory class also, is um, the fact that what's meant by a sentence is never the thing that's said. Or maybe to put it slightly more gently, what's meant by someone is never just what's said. What The meaning of something is always more than the content of, or the representational content of the thing that gets said. And some people find this baffling or confusing. Um, but if we go back to the first episode of this podcast, I said, you know, it's not, did you get it? It's what effect have I had? And communication is more about the effects that are produced in the transmission of information. When you take the transmission model of information kind of out of your vocabulary or your way of seeing the communication process, you um, might be in a better position to realize that the effects of a sentence are never just the transmission of the content of the information in the sentence. Um, okay, so in interpersonal relationships, what this means is that when one partner says something to the other partner, the thing that the one partner means is never just the thing that, that they say. They are always meaning something more than what they say. And um, so th this is an important kind of caveat to keep in mind when in any kind of serious interpersonal relationship. Okay, so let's keep that in, in mind for a second. Now, what determines a healthy or successful interpersonal relationship? What kind of communication patterns exist between two people in a romantic relationship such that that relationship is healthy or positive or good? Uh, we know a lot about this. We um, Scholars in communication studies and psychology have been studying this for years and years and years, and so there's lots of good evidence out there about what kinds of habits or practices promote healthy, a strong, lasting interpersonal relationships. Uh, one of those practices or processes, it's its really a communication process, involves the extent to which um, one partner, what's the, the psychological term is, turns toward another partner when that other partner is making what's called a bid. So uh, in this episode, we're going we're to talk about the process of communicative bids and the responses to communicative bids. 
A, communica a communicative bid is anytime a partner says something and they are making a bid for a response from their other partner. And the content of the bid is not just reducible to the thing that's said. The meaning of the bid is always um, is is always more than just the content of the bid. Now, um, we know that there, well, let me give you some examples of bids. I think that um, there's nine basic kinds of bids and I'll give you some examples and then we'll talk about how to respond to those bids. So for example, there are bids of attention. Um, a bid of attention is something like, um, look what I just did. So my kids make bids for my attention all the time. They say, you know, dad, look at this, look at what I just did. Our partners make bids for our attention. Also, hey, look over here, you know. Um, so when, if my kid, my son um, makes something in ceramics class and he brings it home and he's like, look at this thing that I just made. Yesterday he was making paper airplanes. Look at this paper airplane I just, I just made. The, the meaning of the bid is not just about the paper airplane. He's not just asking me to acknowledge the existence of this paper airplane he, he's made. The meaning of the bid is that he wants or desires or needs my attention for the moment. And so it's really about attention and not about the paper airplane. So that's what I mean when I say that um, what's meant is never what's said or never just what's said in a communicative interaction. So there are bids for attention. There are bids for interest. Uh, you know, I'm walking down the street with my partner. Now that's the ugliest dog I've ever seen. Uh, well, you don't really care about the dog or how ugly the dog is. When you say that sentence, what you really care about is that your partner who's walking down the street with you displays some interest in your worldview or your perception of things. Um, so you make a bid for their interest by using the ugly dog as a vehicle for that. There's bids for engagements. Um, you know, maybe we should uh, take a day off or maybe we should go to dinner together. Maybe we should go on a trip together. Um, maybe we should take some time off. Um, those things, you know, when one partner says to the other partner, maybe we should take a trip together. It's not necessarily the fact that the partner wants to go on vacation, although that's part of it. It's what the partner is asking for is some level of engagement from their other partner. They're saying there's a lack of engagement. Can you please engage with me on this thing? There are bids for conversation. Uh, have you heard from our friend John lately? What's he up to? Now, do you really care about John? Is John really the topic of conversation? No, part of what you're also saying is that, hey, I really wanna to talk to you, you're my partner, we haven't talked in a while, please open up and have a conversation with me. So that's a bid for conversation. There are bids for play. You know, We can tickle one another, um, we can engage in witty banter, et cetera. Bids for play, they're similar to bids for humor. You know, I say, oh, I heard a new joke today at work, or I make a joke out of something, I want laughter back, um, or I want someone to engage me in a humorous way. There are bids for affection. Um, you know, I might make these bid non-verbally. I might reach out and try and touch my partner or graze the back of my partner's hands, demonstrating that I'm interested in some sort of affection. Uh, there are bids for support. I can ask my partner directly to do something for me. You know, can you take out the take out the garbage, etc. Um, there, it's not really about the garbage. It's just saying like, I need some help in this particular moment in general. Um, there are also bids for disclosure. You know, 
tell me, you know, what did your mother tell you today uh, on the phone? Um, so those are the general nine types of bids. Bids for attention, bids for interest, bids for engagement, bids for conversation, bids for play, bids for humor, bids for affection, support, or disclosure. What this means generally is that when your partner asks you something like this, or when your partner makes a statement like, hey, look at that really ugly dog, um, or how do I look in this dress, or um, starts to tickle you, or tells you a joke, or you know, asks what your mother talked to you about on the phone, the, the meaning of the bid is not just in the contents of the bid itself. It's not just in the representational value of the sentence, but it's also in this underlying um, need being displayed by your partner for some kind of response, either that response is attention, interest, engagement, conversation, etc. And so the underlying meaning is actually more important than the content of the thing itself. So if you're like, hey, look at that really ugly dog, and you're just asking for um, for some kind of engagement um, or some sort of interest from your partner, your partner doesn't have to talk about the dog to display that interest, but can what's called turn toward you in any one of a number of different ways to respond to your bid. Now, here's what we know. Uh, here's what the evidence tells us. Well, well, actually, hold on, before I even get there. So one partner makes one of these bids. The other partner has three choices and pretty much only three choices. You can, the, the partner that's responding to the bid can either A, turn toward the bid, B, turn away for, from it, or C, turn against it. So when you turn toward the bid, um, you know someone says, hey, have you heard from John lately? What's up with John? Turning toward the bid means I'm going to engage in a conversation to begin with about John, but I also know that this is a bid for my partner for a conversation more broadly, so I'll tell him what I know, her what I know about John and we'll proceed to engage in a conversation. That's turning toward the bid. Turning away from the bid, so is something like, okay, my partner asked me, have you heard from John lately? And I grunt like, uh, uh, and then I keep doing what I'm doing. I've turned away from it. I have a neighbor, so I live in a city and my, my garage is in an alley actually. So you pull into the garage and my neighbor who's the garage behind mine, uh, kind of opposite mine, I noticed I for a few weeks I was getting home like right at five o'clock and he would get home at the same time. He gets out of his car and then sits with his garage door open facing the alley and drinks three cores lights. Um, I imagine like whatever's happening in that relationship, he, if his partner is making any kind of bid for his attention, she might shout at him from the back door or whatever. He is turning away from those bids. So you can ignore them. You can brush them off. You can turn away them, from them. You cannot turn toward them by not meeting their, the expectations of the meaning behind them. Third, you can also turn against the bid. So turning against the bid, so your partner says, hey, have you heard from John lately? What's up with him? You say, John, why the hell do you care about John? What are you interested in John for? You get angry and reject the, the content of the bid. Or, hey, the, you know, did you see that dog over there? That's the ugliest dog I've ever seen. You can say, what are you talking about? That dog is so cute. You know, that's, you know, really insulting of you to hate on that dog like that. So turning against the bid is sort of explicitly rejecting or aggressively attacking the content of the bid that's been made. Okay, so here's what we know um, after extensive research. Happy couples or happy or good, positive, healthy interpersonal relationships involve partners turning toward their other partner's bids 86, about 86% of the time. 
divisive uh, relationships, relationships with high degrees of conflict that are likely to end, one partner turns toward the other partner's bids 33% of the time. So 86% of the time for happy couples, 33% of the time for divisive couples. One thing I often tell, have my students do in class is I say to them, okay, great, let's, now I want you to write down the last five times your partner made a bid for you and what kind of bid it was. If it was a bid for attention, bid for interest, bid for engagement, and what their partner, what the partner said exactly. Um, it's like anybody, um, on New Year's Eve, I got a text message from someone I care a lot about that just said, Happy New Year with, you know, I have an iPhone, so with the exploding fireworks everywhere. Uh, that text was not just about wishing someone Happy New Year. It was also a bid for some level of intention, uh, attention or engagement or interest. Um, so I have my students take the last five instances when their partner made a bid for their attention or their interest or their or their for humor or for affection, whatever. And then I have them write down exactly what the partner did to make the meet to, to make the bid. And then uh, next to the what exactly what was said, I asked them what was the real meaning of this sentence. And I try and get them the categories of the meaning in terms of one of the nine bids. So really well, the meaning of this was that they were wanted my attention or they wanted to have some conversation. And then I asked them to record their response to the bid. How did they respond? And I have them categorize their responses turning toward, turning away, or turning uh, against. And I tell them if you know your relationship is is in trouble if you know two or fewer of those five bids you turned away from them. If you're not turning toward at, at least three times, then your relationship is probably going to be in trouble. Um, and the, the students like are, my students at least, are interested in this phenomenon because um, young people, maybe it's young people, I don't, I don't know. Um, I had this one student who was like, yeah, you know, I never know what the heck my girlfriend wants or like what's going on with her. She's always saying these things and like, I don't know how to respond. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And um, the kid was, he was taking things very, very literally. So the girlfriend would say one thing and he would think he meant like in a really literal way X was was happening. And I tried to tell this student, look, what, what she means is not what she's saying. And that's normal. Like none of us really mean just what we say. We always mean something extra. And if you could figure out how to respond to the thing that she means and not just the thing that she says, you'll you'll be better off. And he just found this totally confounding and, and in some sense upsetting. Um, Anyway, the the in interpersonal relationships, you 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 know he wasn't doing badly because at least for the most part he was turning toward or turning against the the bids his girlfriend was making, so it wasn't that big a problem. He didn't know how to turn toward them effectively necessarily, but that's a separate thing which we'll get into in a second. Um, well, also, what we know is that turning against isn't so bad. Um, it's not turning against is not necessarily the sign of a divisive, bad, unhealthy relationship, because turning against is actually the demonstration of some level of responding to the bid. So if you ask someone about John and the response is, why do you care so much about John and it's aggressive and hostile, the other person, you're actually engaging the other person still in conversation. So you're still meeting the expectations of the bid for for some degree of com conversation. Now that conversation might not go very well, it might be problematic, etc. But you're still at least turning in to, to some extent turning in the direction of your partner for the purposes of, to meet the meaning of the, the bid, the underlying meaning of the bid. Um, okay, so a couple of questions emerge out of this process. This is a standard interpersonal communication process in intimate 
especially in intimate relationships. In any kind of loving, intimate relationship, partners are always making bids toward one another. Other partners are always either turning toward, turning away, or turning against. And we know that good relationships involve a lot of turning toward, a lot, at least a lot more turning toward than turning away. Um, so there's a second set of questions we can ask about this, though. Not just, are you turning toward? Are you turning away? Are you turning against? Can you identify these bids and what kinds of bids they are? And that the meaning of the bid is not just in the content of the thing being said. Um, here are a couple of other issues that emerge. Uh, number one, are you good at making clear bids for or to your partner? So um, some people are not even sure when they want attention or support or engagement or humor or affection. So the process for them of making bids itself is problematic or, or confusing. Um, so one needs to, in, in a successful interpersonal relationship, actually know how to make a bid and um, know when their feelings are kind of lining up, how they're feeling, how, know, have an awareness of what they're feeling and being able to communicate that feeling to their partner in more direct terms. More direct bids tend to be easier to turn toward than more ambiguous or confusing or disorienting or um, uncertain bids. The second question I can ask is, can I do better at turning toward my partner's bids? And I think this is an important question and gets at the quality of the turning toward. And if we go back to what I said at the beginning there, that, that what's meant is never just what's said, effectively turning toward or turning toward in a really kind of robust, loving, supportive manner involves meeting or addressing both the content of the thing that's said and the meaning behind the content, the meaning that's not been explicitly stated. So a good partner, I think, knows that turning toward involves turning toward both the kind of informational content of the bid and the emotional content of it, the emotional meaning behind the bid. So we know when our partner is asking for us for our attention and that that, ask, that bid for attention might manifest, itse manifest itself in terms of a question about how he or she looks in a pair of jeans. Um, but we can turn toward not just the question, how do I look in this outfit, but also the underlying need for attention that's implied in that and handle the question, handle the bid effectively by responding to both the information and the emotional meaning of the bid. Um, I think really healthy or really effective relationships with really healthy forms of interpersonal communication have partners that are good at making clear bids and good at turning toward the meaning and information of the bid that's being made. That's how you become better at turning toward. Now, this is not necessarily an easy practice to improve, um, because it involves a kind of deep and substantive awareness that's, that what is meant is never just what's said. And then it involves a kind of uh, interpretive ability to in the moment sort of decode a bid from a partner. And by decode, I mean sort of attend to both the informational uh, content of the bid itself and the emotional meaning that's behind it. You have to be reading both those things at the same time in order to turn toward. 
At the very least, a good partner avoids the process of turning away and knows that turning away is deeply divisive and damaging to the quality of the of the relationship. I think that's an incredibly important bit of bit of thing to be aware of. Um, anyway, it's a, I think it's an incredibly useful exercise for those of you that are listening to write down the last five times your partner made a bid for your attention, what the content, informational content of the bid was, what the emotional meaning behind it was, you know, how do you categorize it one of those nine ways, and then how you responded. And it's a quick kind of litmus test for the quality of your relationship. And if you're in a relationship where, you're, where your partner is turning away from your bids, you know, at an extremely high rate, then you need to know that that, that relationship is probably not going to work out in the long run. It is divisive. It will be unhealthy. You as one as your, you yourself will not get your needs met if you're making bids that are not kind of responded to or turned toward by your other partner. Um, okay. Anyway, that's it for the bid making process for this week. Hopefully you found that as interesting as some of my students did in my, our workshop together. Um, and uh, next week, maybe we'll be back with some more interpersonal communication uh, practices that can improve your relationships. In the meantime, have a good week, everybody, and thanks for listening.